Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is the wonderfully talented Wonky Tonk. This makes the second appearance for Wonky Tonk on the podcast, and I can't uh, express how much I love talking to Wonky. She is just such a breath of fresh air, and uh, just so incredibly just smart and, and well-spoken, and just, just, I don't know. And so freaking talented, just so talented. Uh, I love what she does. I love her music, and I think you guys should go check her stuff out for yourselves. You can find links in the show notes, or go to wonkytonkmusic.com. W-O-N-K-Y-T-O-N-K music.com, and go find some music for yourself. Of course, you guys know we can't play any music on the show because of stupid DMCA stuff. So. Uh, sorry, you can't hear it on the show anymore. I'm, I'm not, we can't really play a whole lot of music on the show anymore, guys. So, anywho, Wonky Tonk will be coming up here shortly. But first, go to RainaMystique.com. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go find out. Go check it out. Raina Mystique, she has a new single out called The Titty Jiggle. It's about jiggling your titties. Man, woman, they, them, everybody. We're we're jiggling titties, y'all. We're doing it together. Worldwide titty jiggling. <laughs> that was dumb. Anyways, uh, go check out her latest single. And she's also streaming on Twitch four days a week, Mondays through Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. EST. Go get yourself some Rain Mystique. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch, twitch.tv slash We Speak English Good. We stream Mondays and Fridays, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I think those times are going to change shortly. Um, I, working a job is, is just, you know, it takes precedence and, and I have to move my schedules around. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens and we'll see how it works out. Hopefully it does. I really hope it does. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> uh, you can also go and support the show monetarily if you're interested. And go to wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. Go check out our t-shirts and merch. Buy a t-shirt. Buy, buy a mug. It, it helps the show. You can also like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, discord all of it rumble all of the stuff we're doing it all baby we're doing it all <laughs> you can also uh subscribe to us on apple itunes or follow us on spotify subscribe on youtube and or twitch you can also leave a review this is very helpful for the show to get noticed and get some uh, algorithm love so go leave a review if you like the show and we'll read it live on air you can also write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com all right so we ran through all that stuff really quickly um i'm so tired so we're gonna keep the we're gonna keep it pushing, y'all. I'm gonna we're gonna Monday on the live stream we have Alika Lyman. So come on through, 
today on the live stream. If you're listening to this on Friday, we got Sharika Sherrard on the live stream. So come on through and uh, hang out. We're going to do some cool stuff. It's a UK musician, and that's it. All right, guys, let's jump on into just an amazing human being, Wonky Tonk. How's your Valentine's Day going, Wonky Tonk? It is the best Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Forty nine minutes till Valentine's Day is over. Oh, wild but sober. Yeah, you're 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 over there. I see. Uh, we feeling the lerve. Yes, thank you, um, thank you, Kathasaurus. I'm, I'm I am feeling the lerve today. Hold on, let me read what <laughs> Donald Trump just DM me on Twitter and said. Shaq needs me to take to make. Pizzas for Joe Rogan's podcast covering on a comedy show, Byron's Throwing, featuring... Okay, <laughs> Pizza, you're just out there. You're just out there. You're spreading misinformation, too. I'm <laughs> done with this misinformation. All of you are misinforming me. <laughs> Anyways, I... You, you, I, I love that you were uh, that you were just like yes, um, I'm in a city of mourning right now, and I'm just like, what does that mean? What happened? I thought like. The first thing that came to my mind was like, oh, my God, a mass shooting happened or some horrible oh, no. thing happened. And you're like, oh, no, the Bengals lost. And I was like, oh, yes, that's right. The Bengals <laughs> lost. Did you watch the game at all? Uh, I totally watched the game. We had a whole, we had a uh, an altar to Joe and we had our Tibetan bowls and shamanic drums and sage <laughs> out. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, morby <laughs> welcome welcome i love that i love that that makes me want to drop some sage in the in the chat here do i have sage where's my sage at i have sage my my wife's channel has sage and crystals and palo santo as amazing emotes. so i'm gonna drop that so uh boom we're thank yeah. you Morby. thank you guys for saging out everything we're gonna sage <laughs> We're going to purify. Amber, thank you for dropping your sage. I appreciate that. We're purifying the room and purifying the loss that happened last night. Uh, how, how, how did you guys take it? How was your how was the, the how was the collective in, in your in your space? How did you guys take the loss? Oh, gosh. You know, I can talk forever about this, but um, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm such an energy person. Right. And yeah. for Cincinnati, I mean, I don't like it here. Oh. I, that's why I travel all the time. And uh, for the first time these past few weeks, we were a city together. Mm. Oh. And that was a really magical feeling to to feel sort of this levity that sports ball brought us, you know, <laughs> and brought us together and, and brought people out and together that hadn't normally even engaged in anything and so it was a really my particular family we again i mean we got our shamanic bowls out and <laughs> <laughs> and and then put it i've i've only delved into twitch lately as a wonky tonk person and all i can do right now is i was just 
twitching all of the Bengals games with us because it was insane. And my dad's always like, are we stitching today? Are we stitching? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But we took it well. I mean, I think it was very, we still celebrated after, you Mm. know, with a heavy heart, but it's like, dang, we got here after 30 something years. And the fact that the newscasters and just people that normally wouldn't be feeling anything or communicating or communicating so it's like this is the magic of of anything right like yeah. and who's to say that the that nfl is lesser than nascar is lesser than buddhism is lesser than anything right because mm-hmm. it gets people and it unleashes magic and love and that was so cool to experience and really um in the the end of my rant this part of the sweet boy joe burrows right and i went to college on a full scholarship for an essay i wrote about politics and the media like that was all i wanted to do so when you're talking about this i'm just like this is my stuff (laughs) um and as part of like i i feel like joe that joe burrows is a wonky tonk he's a he's a young dude that just believes in magic and that's why it worked and then the media interviewed the hell out of him and did all kinds of crazy stuff getting his mind out of the game and now are tearing him apart right as they do it's like joe burrow's leaving in the same stupid outfit he came in on as a loser you know this kind of <laughs> shit it's like this is a tiny boy playing football not a like a rock and roll star or, or he's just trying to I don't know. So it's just a really interesting thing. So now you feel the city who was putting all of the weight of their happiness on someone else uh, and that didn't work. And now it's turning again. And I think it's a perfect way to celebrate a Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no. yeah, no, the, the, the whole thing that uh, it, it's wild. Uh, th- there was also another thing that happened, you know, before we leave the Super Bowl and, and, and kind of go on to something else here. But, uh, you know, uh, Eminem ended up doing a kneeling thing. And I saw people were putting uh, Kaepernick in here. Like, I've followed the Bengals since Super Bowl, whatever number that is. But I quit watching NFL after Colin Kaepernick BS. So I don't feel the pain of last night. All those years, the Bengals and getting in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All those years. You know, Colin Kaepernick took a bunch of hate, you know, because of what he was doing. And yes, exactly. Slim Shady, Eminem took a knee last night. And, you know, I, what, however you feel about whatever Colin, Colin Kaepernick was kneeling for, whatever your, whatever your opinion is, I, I think the main thing to remember is that he was exercising his American right to, to protest and, and peacefully protest the way he wanted to. And so, like, I remember when that first all started coming out, you know, I, I, however people felt about it, I was like, I don't care. Like, he's protesting peacefully in the way that is, is that's the American way. So, you know, however I feel about the American flag or however I feel about anything else, I respect and and I honor that he was doing what he his goddamn American right, and that's what I love about it. And you know what? And, and you got to give it up for Slim Shady for showing love for that. I don't know what what, what how, how does that sit on your ears? Oh my gosh, I freaking loved halftime. I loved yeah. everything that stood for. Yeah. Um, the same way I loved that Miley Cyrus, the New Year's. 
Yeah. I think this this really cool. Well, I don't like to get into the nitty gritty of anything. We're all humans having our human experience, and we're all expressing that in different ways. And as long as you're not hurting someone, then like I am here to listen to you.、Mm. And last night at the the halftime show, I thought that was such a cool thing that that gracefully and. Like nostalgically held this space that was a new precedent, just like especially just like black woman oriented, which was a crazy thing too. You know,、mm-hmm. just this moment that is very American sports ball that now has this new precedent that went through that I think is really hopeful for our future in terms of if. That space is now being used by other people than just like standard commercial, blah blah blah. Then, like the same way that、um, New Year's Eve was, I keep joking that like Miley Cyrus is holding the independent. You know, like we've got two party systems everywhere. It's the good or bad, and this and that, and these and those. And the fact that these things are happening right now is like creating the space of a third. A third realm for all of us weirdos, and whether I agree with it or not, I'm really excited that it's happening because it means that society is changing、um, enough to have that space held, no matter if people are agreeing or not. So I think it was really cool,、mm-hmm. and I mean, it was all old school music. I think it was fun that、uh, I think we're getting to this age where they're. Doing all these remakes, Bel Air, and all these things that were near and dear to, or just like as we grew up, part of our world, and now they're marketing it back to us as grownups, and it's weird to be this age and watch that happen and have a new perspective. So I thought it was beautiful, and Eminem, heck yeah, I was I was excited that. They all showed up because they put themselves on that platform, and when you do that, there's nothing left sacred in your life. So, like they sacrifice themselves for whatever they need to to say and do, and I thought that was very respectful, and it was really graceful. It was so cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I you know, and and <laughs> chat is going wild now. Um. <laughs> uh, w- w- Yeah, I, I I definitely thought it was awesome. I loved the fact that there was a、uh, you know just it, it was just like being in high school or middle school all over again, just jamming and you know Mary J was up there. It was beautiful and and to see that、um, I don't know because Dre sort of it, it it I felt like it was almost an homage to Dre too because Dre set in motion all these artists. You know even even if M found you know discovered Fifty、uh, Cent you know like Dre still brought up Eminem and Dre still like、uh, reinvigorated Mary J Blige's、uh, career. You know and 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 he's had all these connections, all these things. And say whatever you want about the man himself, it was still like a great homage to him and and. I, I saw. Hold on. I just wanted to say that, and I really liked. I really liked what they did, even if Fiddy did look、um, uncomfortable, packed into <laughs> his own skin, hanging upside down. I still loved it. I, I'm white as fuck, and I hate white people. No homo. Okay. <laughs> Pizza the fuck. <laughs> What the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> listen, listen, pizza the flow. I know that you, I know, I know that you're upset, but you know, it, we, we don't hate white people. White people are fine. Okay. It, it's like, I, I'm, I'm mostly white. I have a little Mexican in there, but it's like, it's, it's not white people. Uh, who said something? Somebody said something that I thought was really interesting. It was like, you know, it's not white versus black. It's not left versus right. It's, it's literally the 99 against the 1%. And I think that's what people, uh, I think that's the whole uh, distraction of this binary uh, right and wrong sort of uh, society that we're stuck in right now, um, where it's like, it's more of a distraction to allow the people of power to uh, do what they will without any uh, obstruction from the people because we're too busy fighting with each other. And so I think that when we see these these news articles and we see all these um, this information that's being sent to us and oh, oh, 90 billion. 90 billion. I think <laughs> thanks baby. My wife just brought me 90 mil, 90 billion um, um, 90 billion pro, uh, 15 probiotic strains, 90 billion guaranteed probiotics thank you honey i'll be shitting all day every day that was my valentine's day but what i was trying to say is that it's it is is that it's um i don't know if it's it's about race i don't know if it's about you know lgbtq rights if it more or, or or if it's about left and right or if it's about right or wrong more than it's about us fucking against a, a power structure that's trying to keep us uh, sort of um, at bay. I don't know. What do you think? I know we've sort of slipped into a, a, a really wild realm here, but I don't know. What do you think, Wonky? I love this realm. I mean, I love all the realms because I'm just always with anyone and anything really just trying to hear about their experience. And and I am all about semantics, uh, not semantics, but linguistics, I suppose. And so even this um, idea of fighting, fighting the man, it's like, I think as a musician, I'm watching myself after making music for... <laughs> a really long time um watching some witnessing folks that i've made music with and met along the way still doing because it takes a lot to to persist and exist um and stay true to what you want to do and what you're here to do whatever that might be and so when i'm touring around and i see i witness a band that i played with when i was 21 years old doing it like, like still and becoming a professional it's like we're doing this man and the just like what you're saying that that group of snoop and dre and eminem and mary j Vodge and kendrick is like really cool because they're all on this mission together of of just like creating out of wherever they are and the fact that they're still doing it and they come together to hold that space is not a fight it is love in action because they're choosing to create and creating again like i don't know i mean everyone's gonna have their opinions but i thought that halftime show was incredibly graceful like it could have been a thousand stabs in the dark it could have been this or that but they just totally embraced what they wanted to embrace and they rocked 
like and I appreciated that Mary J. Blige was just live as fuck, you know, like no <laughs> auto-tune. She was just killing it and it's pure passion, just like we're on this stage, we've got here together. And I think that's just like not about the man it's about, and it's not about a fight, it's just about believing and becoming. And when that happens, you come together. And whether that sometimes that togetherness um pushes other things apart but that's just how physics works <laughs> it's like things things need to equal out somewhere and the fact that that exists like i said i just think is a really cool thing for music um at, at least as a musician witnessing that in that reality and parallel to the world i'm in of just watching people still pursue their dream um the best that they can in a really cool, creative, graceful way. Yeah. That's that's what I have to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. And and and, and <laughs> hold on, Catherine Soros. I thought it was interesting that you that you were hating on Eminem for for taking a knee because he's white and rich. You know what? He's been talking and giving love to Count Colin Kaepernick for a, a while, and um, I have to say, you know, I I respect Colin Kaepernick. Um, so much because he stuck to his he, he gave up his career for what he believed in and so i don't think it's a horrible thing for uh oh he wasn't oh he wasn't oh i thought you were i'm sorry i thought that's you um never mind then my bad look at look at i'm putting all kinds of words in cat's uh mouth today and she's not liking it she is not liking it <laughs> she's like stop saying shit i didn't say motherfucker okay look at retract dude retract <laughs> i love you cat okay fine you know what we'll go to why don't we go to the questions from the guests because that that's uh that seems to be piling up here uh, uh <laughs> Uh, Wild but sober asks um, waffles or pretzels. Which do you prefer? And now I gotta preface this because these aren't. When we're talking about pretzels, we're not talking about those little cracker, little shitty, you know, stiff things that they serve at a bar. We're talking about about those fresh baked, out of the oven, fluffy pretzels. And then of course, you know, waffles. However, you imagine your favorite way of enjoying waffles. So, uh, wonky tonk, waffles or pretzels. <laughs> Oh man, if I'm eating them, <laughs> pretzels. But waffles are the most fun to play with. Like you can make forks with the syrup and all kinds of different things. I don't necessarily like eating the waffle, but it is a fun adventure at a diner. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. So, so we're going, we're going pretzels, pretzel gang, pretzel, pretzel gang. There it is, pretzel gang. Everybody, <laughs> pretzel gang wins again. Uh, facts. That's some fifty-first date shit. <laughs> Uh, let me see. As a date with myself, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then, Cat wants to know. Banned from stream. Now I want waffles. <laughs> uh, uh, Kentucky bourbon or single malt Scotch whiskey? Oh Lord! I mean, I'm a bourbon girl all the way. My dad has the old Kentucky bourbon bar, and it's just what it is. However, we don't really make that distinction once you get there. As all, all the whiskeys are are here right <laughs> bourbon bourbon kentucky bourbon kentucky bourbon there it is everybody. neat neat Ooh, none of that other bullshit in, involved mm -mm. we just want straight up baby um 
well, there you go, guys. There, there's the questions from the guest. Good answer. Okay, moving. Oh, judgment. thanks. <laughs> moving judgment. I still don't have my shit right. Um, so I'm gonna give you this. There it is. There's the canceled for moving Dutchman. Yeah, I, 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 I'm gonna get my alerts right, everybody. It's gonna happen. I promise that 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 things are gonna happen. I'm just in the middle of some wild shit right now. Yep, only way to have it neat. Yeah, there you go. If I was a drinker, I'd say the same thing. I'd say the same friggin' thing. Um, two LS in canceled. Yeah, there you go. No way. There's two L's in canceled. Are you sure? Because sometimes I see it. There's only one L in this. Why is there only one L in this canceled? That is right. Literally wild shit. <laughs> okay. Wait. So, wait. Is it two ways or which one is it? My grandpa was raised by drunks. <laughs> We're really going there. <laughs> We're doing it. We're happy. Because you can't spell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But cat, why isn't the alert that I made not spelled right? How do you explain that? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Enough is enough. Wonky Dong, it's been a while since you've been on the show. I'm wondering, um, what what have you been up to? What have you been up to musically? Like, uh, you know, I, I follow you on social media. I'm always seeing you post amazing pictures of yourself. And I'm always seeing you posting cool performances and stuff. What have you been up to? What you been doing? It's a big old question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, I'm noticing my voice is so low from screaming last night. <laughs> what, what were you doing last night? Watching the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Um, and I, I'm, I'm a burnout. There you go. Uh, I love it. Uh, I think. What have I been doing? Well, it's been it's been a weird, wild ride. Uh, last time I talked to you, my grandma was on her way to heaven, mm. and now she's in heaven. And the aftermath of that, I'm learning when someone goes away, it becomes a vacuum, and things like come together and, and collide in uh, all kinds of ways. And a lot of that right now has left some super destruction in its wake. Oh, wow. Um, and so it's been this really somber mess that is incredible as well because it's i mean i as you were talking about dave Chappelle, i'm just like writing all of these quotes about Rumi, you know all these beautiful self-love quotes and this this part of like listen to the pains they are your messengers you know mm. and and i'm so grateful because music i always joke like music is my boyfriend and when i went to ecuador i'm like music is i've accepted music as my savior legit it's so good it's always there it is true love at its best it is unwavering it is undying and every time that i'm overwhelmed or befuddled i go to a guitar or i'm singing in the car and creating something out of it and hearing myself through that so in in these destruction moments really working on we've got all kinds of records that are in the mix with all kinds of people which is really cool co-creation i've been calling them playgrounds mm. um which in the past i've been really like limited to like 
this is a singer songwriter female and that like for some reason makes people think that that's all you can do all you are and yeah. no one wants to play with you and then it's like <laughs> i want to make music man yeah yeah <laughs> whatever it might be so we've been working on these really cool um collaborations with hip-hop artists with um people from portugal like all kinds of just every every which way um and it's really been a fun adventure and very illuminating to the power again of music and and the ways in which every time that i hit a block i have to create some new way and so now i'm like never in my life have i played a keyboard or a piano i don't understand when you put things in a line mm. i like swirls i understand swirls and so this i'm like how, i'm learning how to play keyboard not in the the legit way mm. but in a way that now unlocks a new uh, like it, it's a different door to get to the same place and so there are different there's different journey of mm. like what that unleashes so right now everything is still like we've got a record coming out in april called breaking patterns which is really a, a bonkers and bodacious thing and then there's just like <laughs> all kinds of magic coming including a book and a podcast and i'm working on an app for a wonk in your pocket that's so good you just call me and you're like i need help because i wake up to all these things because there's music right but there's it's like a Oh, thanks for all those yeah. HTTPSs. Everybody, go follow the links in here so you can stay up to date with what Wonky's doing. Because let me tell you, you don't want to miss it. Like, she has, like, her music is amazing. Like, she does so many different cool things. You guys do not want to miss it. So please, make sure you guys are going and following along. These are just a few of the links that I that I scrambled together, guys. So please, do all that stuff. A Wonking app. Cat wants to know more about the Wonking app. What is a, what, what, how do you have a Wonking in your pocket how does that work it's it's in its development right and the a wonk in your pocket is music wonky tonk i call it's music but it's a movement and not like look at this movement it's <laughs> wonky tonk music's always been like the way i hold space like i'll throw out all my vulnerabilities and then people come to me afterwards going hey you threw that out there listen to this mm. you know and i'm there to open up that conversation and because of that when i go on tour now it's just i go i have a family in every city and it's mm -hmm. like true family that we watch each other grow and we communicate with things and every morning and every night i'm getting messages and usually people will phrase it like hey i'm in need of your wonk wisdom <laughs> and i'm like trying to make some sort of sustainable world here so i'm like let's put a wonk in your pocket people have <laughs> joked about that so there's it's there's a series of levels and i'm I, i'll get back to you on that but it's would that make me a wonker yes i mean you get yes definitely a wonker <laughs> not a wanker <laughs> Huh. I this is so much fun. All these things last night when I was stitching, they were talking about how we were white people doing hoodoo voodoo. And I was like, no, we're just watching football. Hoodoo voodoo. Hoodoo voodoo. Uh, biggest influence is music wise, John Prine. I mean, mm. but John Prine, not so much. I have, I've got this tattoo on my hand. 
And I'm always thinking, what would John Prine do? It's like, how would he look at this? Like, he's not getting mad that somebody's kneeling. He's not getting angry at shit. He's writing a song about it, and it is witty, and it is wise, and it is usually to a melody that a kindergartner can sing, and it's just what it is. Mm -hmm. And that's what I respect the most. But musically, I mean, that's it's a big question. I'm going to have to think about it um, because I love all the music all the time, unless I hate it, which is also all the time. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah i agree prine is definitely a treasure a treasure yeah. indeed um oh wild but sober you identify as a 6'2 white male well welcome welcome to the world wild but sober <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad you're here i'm glad you made it um yeah the the i i like that you're um I like that you're uh, you're constantly moving forward and trying to expand and like uh, evolve. You know, especially like you're saying, you're you're working with, within the realm of hip hop and you're uh, you're starting to play other instruments and stuff like that. Um, do you do you find yourself getting bored? Is that why you feel like you you you're kind? Con- I mean, because like even when you listen to your music, it, it can be you know it can be here and then there and then right here and then we're back here. Um, you know, do you feel like you get bored easily with with music, or do you feel like I mean, in life in general, is that why you feel like you got to constantly be evolving, or is this just how you naturally you know? I, I don't know. Is this a natural thing or is this something that you're sort of taking on because you're sort of getting bored of what you've been doing? It's a very interesting question. I guess. It didn't come out right. It kind of came out a little wonky. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Okay. I'm ne- I will tell you, I have never, ever, ever been bored in my life. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> um, only inspired. Mm. And I think... For me, I feel and experience and hear and see so much all the time. Um, And so creation, I call it my Brita filter. Mm -hmm. Like it's where it's, it's the bridge in which I can make sense of it all. Because otherwise, like, that's why, like I say, I'm in the city of mourning, right? Mm -hmm. But I can feel, I can feel everyone's hearts, like there's Mylar balloons in the grocery store right now, right? (laughs) Like it's running out of the helium. They're like, and, and it's really hard to navigate um, holding everyone's shit all the time. And I'm learning that I don't have to hold everyone's shit just because I feel all the shit. Mm. I can just turn shit into gold. I mean, you grow flowers and the best food from shit. So like, I'm always creating because there's so much shit. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like my, that's my way of staying buoyant and, Mm -hmm. and authentically doing it because otherwise I'd just end up drowning. And so I love Spam Hearts. Those things. This is so much fun. I I love Valentine's Day because there are hearts everywhere. It's this, like my, my text um, keyboard is just every color heart, the wounded heart, fire heart. (laughs) I've never seen that rainbow one though. It's cool. That's a virtual hug. I love it. (laughs) Pizza flow. There it is. There it is. Doing it big, doing it big. Uh, Fuck V-Day. Okay. Thanks, Wild But Silver. There always has to be one curmudgeon in the 
<laughs> that's okay i mean it is it's a stupid day it but, is it is it was, but it's incredible that there are hearts everywhere yeah exactly <laughs> you, you know i mean as much as that was invented by you know the 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 big chain stores to sell more crap um it's not a bad thing to sit and appreciate love, you know, uh, on the same token, as much as we're being sold little candies and little cards and, and, and flowers and, 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 and chocolate covered strawberries. It's not a bad thing to stop and reflect on and, and appreciate the ones you love. So, I mean, if, if all else, if, if through all the bullshit, you know, all the corporate bullshit, we can just come to one conclusion that it's okay to appreciate love and the ones that we love. So why not? Let, let's let's spread it. I hope everyone's enjoying their VD. Yes, I, I am. My uh, my VD is is inflamed today. So Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. So what um. What what don't you like about Cincy? You said you didn't like Cincinnati. I, I actually like Cincinnati a lot, but I've never lived there, so. Uh, it not it isn't necessarily Cincinnati entirely, mm. but I think like one of the things about Cincinnati that's interesting is that it's just a city. I mean, uh, what's his nuts? Oh no! Oh no! Why can't I remember his name? I'll come back to it. I'll come back to that part. But he said, you know, when the end of the world comes, I want to be in Cincinnati because everything gets there at last. (laughs) And and they feel very much like that is, you know, like the, the train station. You can, these days you can come by train to Cincinnati, but you cannot depart by train from Cincinnati. Or we have a series of subway tunnels that we built before Chicago became Chicago and had a subway. And we were on this, we're in the river culture, gonna be amazing. Then they're like, oh fuck, we've built all these subway tunnels and they're too small to put a subway train in. Oh fuck, damn, we messed that up. <laughs> right? These, it's, um, it's just a lot of, a lot of stuff that, does it make sense? Or instead of like really revitalizing itself, it just is like, we'll do this. We'll, we'll build an FCC stadium over here <laughs> on top of all of these things. But what? Um, no, it just is a place that doesn't invest in itself and invests in outside sort of hopes and dreams. Mm. When again, I, that's what I loved about the Bengals in the playoffs was that for the first time I felt being here that the city was like working together in a way that i had never felt before because normally it's just like reactionary mm-hmm. but Cincinnati's not bad there's a lot of really cool things it's just not it's kind of like i always say you know you might these jeans might fit you but or they don't you're not going to wear pants or shoes that don't fit you right yeah. like they're cool they're nice quality but I can't be walking around in this shit. These aren't my shoes. And that's what I feel about here. It's like, mm. these are my shoes. But I've also been touring, trying to find my shoes. So it's not mm. exclusive to Cincinnati. It just so happens to be, you know, like we're meanest to the people we love. And I kind of 
<laughs> I, I, I hate the fact that I can't find a space of home here, but it's mm. also, that's my fault. Um, yeah. Since he's cool, just not my town. No, I, I, um, I, 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 I can't blame you for that, that feeling. Um, I, I feel the same way towards the city that I'm from and Toledo is such a, um, uh, someone put it great. It was like, uh, what was it? It's uh, a city of overpromises, and uh, we overpromise and underdeliver, and that's like, that's like the, that's like such a great uh, turn of phrase for this town. It's just, man, it, it is just we want to try, we want to be something, but it's like, man, we just always seem to shit it down the shitter. So like, I, I don't. I feel the same way, like especially as someone who lived in in Southern California for so long and had a chance to see what like um, a quote unquote real city, which San Diego, by the way, is sh really poorly ran as well. Uh, it seems that it seems to be a trend these days that these cities in America are being poorly ran, where corruption and money are sort of just the way of the world, and. Uh, Every you know, people's well being has gone in and down the shitter. I I now live in Washington. Ugh, I, I mean Washington is beautiful, but it, it's just I wouldn't want to live there right now. I just I don't want to live on the West Coast. I don't want to live on the East Coast right now. And, and and the thing is, is that I don't care for this place that much. But I'm actually happy to be here in this time in 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 history. Like I was glad that I was in Toledo, Ohio, for the pandemic, and not in San Diego. California, where where shit is still a mess over there. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Ohio was uh, an okay? Or you were in Kentucky, but still like close enough to Ohio. I mean, do you think that this was a kind of a, a, a decent place to be while the world sort of burns around us? <laughs> I think for. Me, yes, because it's where I am. Yeah. Right. I, I think though everything that happens anywhere is supposed to be happening. It's just like, why is this happening, and what can I do with it? How do I turn this shit into gold? What do I brittle it with? How do you I know. It? Yeah. And and while the world is burning, it's just like it's burning everywhere because mm. we're burning from the inside, and so it's all about having conversations like this and that's that's the safe space that's the beauty of it and that's also like how much i love eyeball to eyeball communication and how magical it is that we can do this and while i just like despise the internet <laughs> because because it takes the eyeball to eyeball and it puts it puts stuff in between and yeah. there's there's a difference and i think that that yeah, you got the West Coast everywhere. I mean, I was in a third world country in the middle, the very beginning of all of it quarantined, you know, and we're just getting fumigated and, and chased around with machine guns by the military. It's like, and to me, for my personal experience, that was the absolute best place I could have ever been for that moment when it started to burn. Like it was ideal, you know? And mm -hmm. so I don't know. Personally, though, I'm really glad that I live. I'm sitting here. There's a window. I'm looking at Cincinnati. I'm so happy I'm on the Kentucky side. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I, 
you know, like it, it just for me, it was just that um, I, I didn't like how, you know, seeing how these other cities were sort of reacting in like such, you know, in, in such, you know, extreme ways and that it was kind of refreshing to be in a state and even in my city that wasn't reacting in such an extreme way. It's like, yeah, there was lockdowns. Yeah, there, a lot of things went was shitty. And a lot of people lost their businesses and lost all these things, uh, lost you know their 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 livelihood. But we still were, um, and even Kentucky too. We still weren't like uh, we, we we are still very much uh, at least going in favor of the people and not of um, these external uh, sources, these corporate external sources that are seem to be dictating uh, what we can and can't do. Um, and, and, you know, I, we don't have to go down that road, but I'm just, uh, it does seem very obvious that we are, uh, we are still very much dictated by a, a, uh, a more of a corporate sense than we are of the science sense, considering, um, you know, a lot of what's going on now. But in, in any case, I felt like personally that Ohio wasn't so wasn't reacting so crazy in that sense. And and so I can appreciate that. But but yeah, um I wonder how many times we forgive someone just because we don't want to lose them. Hmm. That's a good question, Danger. Welcome in. And hi, uh tiny corn dog. Happy Valentine's Day. That's a good question and a great transition. Uh I wonder how many times we can forgive someone because we don't want to lose them. I don't know. How many times can we wonky-tonk? You know, I'm just pulling this up here because I just read that grace comes to forgive and then to forgive again, and then to forgive again, and then to forgive again. And that's the roomy thing when you're talking. It's like that one I thought was really beautiful. But, I mean, I think... It's about figuring out why you don't want to lose them because that's probably your whole issue. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like forgiveness is for yourself. So if you, it's kind of like love, love is without expectation. So if someone's, um, there's a book called The Mastery of Love that I love, Graceless. I mean, I'm graceless too. Uh, and, and, I, and I love it. I'm full of grit. That's all I'm doing. <laughs> and I think grit is... I don't know. Maybe you're not gritty, but I think grit becomes grace if you allow it to. Um, again, shit turning into gold. They're both the same thing of the same thing, different different voicings. Mm -hmm. But I think I think forgiveness is huge, but you're just doing it for yourself. I.e., after my grandma died, my mom lost her shit. Lost it. Wow. Lost it. Had a bunch of heart attacks and then just like straight up send us death threats and weird things to my sisters and my brother and my uncle and just like lost it. And there's this point, which it's been a tumultuous, beautiful ride growing up with, with everyone. But that was this moment. Again, I had to take myself back and just realize that this is what grief is doing. This has nothing to do with me. It's not even about forgiving her for her it's just about like how do i want to live my life because 
if I live my life holding on to this, like, how dare she do this? And I'll never talk to her again. That's in me. That's not doing anything for her. Mm -hmm. And so I have to forgive if I don't want to have my own heart attack. I don't give a fuck about the person. And it's like learning to realize that you can lose anyone in any moment. And that's, that's what life is. And if you're forgiving with the condition that you want to keep someone around. It's like, why are they fucking up? Or are you just like expecting them to be something they're not? Because mom's never going to be like a mom. She's just going to be a little bonkers and always a lesson for me. So I'm like, I'll take it, you know, but I have to reframe what love is and who she is to me rather than like, she'll never be my mom. And that was the greatest expectation that I got off of my plate in order to forgive her for myself. And brand. <laughs> wow, no, that that's huge. I mean, the the realization that your your mom is is a human being, right? Is yeah. is not this superhero that you want him to be. This like super sometimes, you know, sometimes. And and even even if your mom was like a super supportive human like person that was always there and was a superhuman, you still have to understand that they're just a human being, uh, and and they and they're gonna have their faults and their flaws and stuff. Um, it, wow, no, you know that that's one thing that my wife, you know, uh, with her mom. Her mom has has uh, made some questionable decisions over her time, and and um, you know she's she's sort of done that same thing where it's just like, well, um, I just have to sort of adjust my expectations from this person so I can continue to have a relationship because because I want to still keep them in my life, but I realize that I have to sort of you know keep sort of a a, a not a disconnect. I don't want to say a disconnect, but like you got to keep some sort of a, a barrier, a wall up to to protect yourself because you know that they're they're just a human being and, and they're they're living this life just like us, making mistakes and and making decisions that aren't always the best, and you know, and they're flawed. And so accepting people um, uh, on 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 any level. Um, however it can protect yourself, but also, you know, keep them in your life. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's beautiful. I think that's great. And, and it, it's, you know, it's interesting that, uh, you know, like, <laughs> you, you uh, is this realization something that's happened in the last year since your passing of your, of your grandma? Is that something that you've come to recently? Or, or is this something that you've always been struggling with the relationship with your mom? Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, always, always, oh, always. Okay. It's always been a, in a realm, but this time, kind of the whole reason I went to Ecuador was to, like, I am a love fiend. I love love. I love hearts. I love glitter. I love love. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, and in the past, I really thought love was like this all-encompassing cloud that holds you and supports you and, and encourages you. And I did that for a lot of people, including myself. And it, people still struggle and people still hurt and people still were mean. And I took that as my love wasn't enough. And musically that wasn't enough and so i had to figure out like i think i'm using it wrong i've been using the term user error when things aren't working i have to be like what's my problem how am i using this and how can i use it differently and 
and love, especially with my mom and just my family and the people in my life and with myself and with music, very much just like a tumultuous, glorious relationship of a lot of letdowns and then recognizing love is harsh. Love is a mean bitch. And <laughs> And and she's beautiful, you know, but mm -hmm. she is just like raw as fuck, which is why mm -hmm. I think grace comes from the grit. Like you cannot know grace and you cannot know love without being just like gritty and a mess because you're crawling out of that shit left and right. And it's you think about all the things that happen up until the point of you recognizing that you're existing in your life and you're like, oh, I got to like. I'm working on moving to Texas and people are all like, when are you coming? And I was like, the timing of it is people say you need to tie up the loose ends. But what I'm doing is untying all the knots that life has done so I can go as myself and start again. Mm -hmm. I have to untie that shit because mm -hmm. sometimes you don't really even know that there are knots there. And you're like, oh, oh. And that part with my mom, like when I was a kid, I knew I never wanted to be her. Mm. And that's been not a bad thing. It's been a very guiding light. And I question if it would be different if she was like the most ideal mom that like, if that were the case, I feel like I would never think I could be good enough or step into her shoes. And in this way, she showed me the exact way never to go. Mm. And so it gives me this caliber. And But beyond that, just like wanting to love and just have to the love of my mom and things to be happy and great, but like, it's not. And, mm. and this time really blew up in a way of like, okay, I see the full reality of this and it's up to me what I want to do with it. And mm. what I want to do with it is just recognize that like, this is a person and she is a mirror and I'm not trying to save her. I just need to learn from myself and watch w w our interaction maybe I'll get better and in that way it will reflect back to her and maybe she'll get better but no expectation on that just mm -hmm. like ooh, how do i create all that shit you know mm -hmm. and that's why i love love it's just like the coolest hardest sweetest fucked up thing there is and yeah. it's just but it's everything if you can look at it like always at this person it's like it's hard to overcome sometimes or just like valentine's day or how you were saying like it's not, there's like our loved ones, but the part that I love about Rumi is it's all these like sensual love poems, but those poems are to him themselves, right? Like this is self-love. Like how do you love yourself? Because generally we don't, we don't like ourselves at all. Yeah. And, and we're learning to love ourselves. And that's, that's what I love Valentine's Day. Cause I'm always my favorite Valentine, you know, it's no. just like, what else can I do to learn about this? And I don't know. So I think it, but the relationship really did. I also feel like, I mean, grandma's sister died a week after from COVID from a nurse that brought it in. It's like, there's, there's a series of a lot of things. So a lot of all of the females, grandma left and Donna left. And like our female DNA just went haywire. <laughs> every every girl is just like losing it, man. Wow. And I'm I'm interested to see how that grows. But it is to answer your question, it's it's always been there. But this has really brought everything to the surface. I call it like the bile stage of a hangover. You yeah. know, like 
you got it. You got it. You're going to feel so much better if you can get that little goop of out. And that's like the hardest one. And most of the time you can't make yourself, you have to sit there and just wait for it to come up. And it's like the sitting and waiting for the bio to come up. The last part of the purge is the hardest, grossest part. And I think that's where we are as a society too. And that's Mm -hmm. why I'm just like also excited about the flowers that come because life keeps on going and it's not going to get stuck in the bile. It's just our, we can get stuck in the bile if Mm -hmm. we choose to, but we can just like keep evolving with it and transmute that gross into the next because we are that gross, but we are also awesome. (laughs) I have a lot to say. I'm so excited that like it's Valentine's day and here we are. I didn't realize that when we put it on the calendar. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. Me neither. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. That it, it's a. Uh, it, it's a. Uh, it's pretty powerful. Um, that that idea of of we are the we are the goop. We are, but we are also the light. We are all, we are both of those things at once. And um, and it's like, how do you how how do you get past the goop especially as a society like um but but i suppose uh you personally how how are you how are you getting past that goop do you think that uh you're just waiting it out and trying to see if it works itself out or or is it something where you are active about it are you, do you take action on these things oh the goop and i dance every breath i take <laughs> the goop. <laughs> the dan- the daily dance with the goop. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> the sludge. I think that's <clears throat> I think the every day I'm listening to myself and I'm I'm listening to everyone else and observing just like where are we coming from? Uh we being you and I, we being me. Um and the goop that always exists like these days i'll hear it and i'll say out loud like oh i hear you Mm. i hear you and i think one of the biggest thing is like i know there are different phrases right now i'm just calling it like an inner child when Mm. i look at humans i see children and i see them as their child self and i see something like my body as also a child and the inner child and our bodies are a part of our lives always, but they don't have the language that we've acquired as humans, right? Like, so it can only, kids can only have temper tantrums or scream or or run around, like physically all these actions that if they had the words for it, they would be speaking maybe alongside of those actions, but they'd be speaking the same way with our bodies. Like, Oh, I'm loving your lovingness because love is awesome. (laughs) Uh, um, But then also like with my body, I have a lot of issues that are going on and I'm having to change it into like, ah, my stupid body's not working. This isn't working. These go to the doctor and they're trying to tell me what's wrong with this thing that only I can feel. Um, And now I pretend it's a toddler with no words. And when it it hurts somewhere, I have to get to a point of listening. Just like, what are you, what's wrong here? You know? And the more I can listen, the more I can help the doctors help me because they're stabbing in the dark. Like, that's a big question. It's an ecosystem. Um, And so the goop is just like, 
now that I've separated, I can feel where I am and I can feel where the negative voices come in and I can feel that they're mine and mm. I wonder where they come from. And so I'm just like, what is this? Even earlier in this conversation, someone, it's that it's hard to overcome and it's also hard to admit your part in all of your things. And mm. that's been my best part as part of Wonky Tonk is like, here's my vulnerability, you know? It's just like, look at, look at this process. This is, I'm not hiding anything. I'm trying to figure it out all the time. And I'm going to fuck up because that's what we do on the internet. We're like putting things out there in real life. We're putting things out there, best foot forward. But like the only way you get to grace is to be gritty and the boat, like it's both. And so that goop is just like hyper communication with the people around us being like, I'm in a shitty mood. I'm failing at everything. I can't figure it out. That's where I am today. And I hope to see you tomorrow, you know, <laughs> or I'm feeling great about this now. And the beauty of all that is like, the more I can bring it out, the more it blows away in the wind quicker instead of like mm. pushing it, it becomes dense and the yeah. goop becomes some other goop and they yeah. flows into, uh, you know, it's a lot harder to distill. Yeah. The goop solidifies and becomes a permanent fixture within you. And then what? And then, and then sickness, what's, right? Yes, it's sickness. It's, um, it's, 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 it's cancer. It's fucking whether it's manifest into a real case of cancer or just a mental cancer. It's yeah. like I think you're absolutely right about that. And I think a big problem with what we have going on in this world is that we're not taking a moment to step back and to ask ourselves where this is all coming from. Why am I feeling this way? What is happening here? It's all just us running with the momentum of our day, you know, worried about what our boss said or worried about the argument we had with our wives or our partners. And, and, you know, like the traffic sucked and the news is terrible. And it's just like, and, and, and now you're yelling at your kids for what? I don't know why. You know, like, why am I screaming at this toddler or this child that, that accidentally spilled the juice? You know, like, why are you really yelling at this poor baby when it's just because it's a baby? He's like, you're, it's the baby's gonna make mistakes and, and yet all of that all of this came pinpointed at this baby at this moment because of all this other stuff and we never stop and be like why am i yelling at the baby why am i yelling at a fucking baby who can't help what they're doing why exactly. you know if the world could just stop and collectively ask why are we yelling at the baby why um, it, 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 I, I think you hit it on the head because if we don't sort of work it out, if we don't sort of air it out, if we don't look within ourselves and sort of pull it out and figure out what it is, it just stays there and it becomes a part of us and we become bitter and angry and sick and, 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 and just, it's just, it's no good for anyone. Um, gotta let it out. Gotta let it out. Um, exactly. Cat <laughs> asks, um, do you ever feel angry, though? And if you do, how do you respect the feeling without letting it rule your response? What a great question, Kat. Damn, I love being here. <laughs> I'm angry all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I think one of the things is emotion, again, is like, I think about, I had my first boyfriend and high school jude the dude love <laughs> he loved pushing bruises he like saw a bruise and he'd push on it and i'd be like this is not a button that's a place of pain man what mm. why are you doing that yeah. and uh i feel very much like the bruise is 
is emotion and when and it's a button for emotion and it's a place that's unhealed and then if something comes along and jude the dude you and presses your bruise you're gonna have an emotion and it triggers it and it's like ah and so this last part like without running it rule my response like I recognize, ooh, you know, you get, you get carried away, you get swoon, it's emotion is energy in motion, right? Like, and you get carried away in that emotion, and the quicker you can become, like, aware of yourself in that emotion, you can go, wait a minute, what got pushed, you know? What is not yet healed, and how can I heal that? Not like, well, you did this to me, and this and that, and these and those. It's like, I have no control over people like my mom, I have no control over sick terrible evil things that people do all i can control is my response and uh, the only way i can control my response is to be aware of myself within that response and anger is one of those things for real for real i am such a loving person that um when anger happens i know i am out of entire alignment with myself like i'm doing something way wrong um that again, the user error, and then I'll get really angry with it. My friend Nick, who we're making music with, I'm trying to learn how to do things. So I've got my computer set up and some doohickeys that plug in the things and you press buttons and like, I have no time for that. I just want to like hold something or hit something. Um, <laughs> all these beeps and bops, I have no idea what's going on. Um, and I get so angry. And Nick's made these comments each time. And it's like, uh-oh, see, we're going to hit this wall. But instead of getting angry and like burning everything around me, I get angry and I burn the part of me that's in my way, which sounds really obscure. But when you can hear yourself, you can hear where you're getting in your way. And you're just like, Ugh, you know what? I just really hate that this is so many steps but the more steps i have to take and the more i persevere in taking those steps the cooler the song sounds because now i'm singing through all that <laughs> aggravation and i've made it to a point that i've put all the things together that it will capture it right but i can't if i just stopped in the middle and threw all the shit then like just everything's broken and then i have to clean it up and i'm angry about cleaning it up and that goes on physical level, it goes on emotional level, on relationships, on anything. So I think anger especially, like I'm I'm using life and tools in the wrong way all the time and I'm getting mighty pissed off all the time and I'm getting quicker at going, oh, I don't like this feeling. And as soon as I feel I don't like this feeling, I go, oh, I can stop it. How do I change myself? Because the shits around me is not going to change. So I, I get to create. And um, side note, I just want to throw this part in there is that like, um, <laughs> I always joke about it, but like capitalism, money, we're, we're stuck in a society in which we can't take a breath to look at ourselves because if we took a breath to look at ourselves, we wouldn't need all the shit they're selling us. <laughs> and, and they're selling us everything, like all the solutions all the time. Like we understand your problem. It's like, no, you don't. And, and that part again in terms of anger and getting lost in things it's just like if you're finding yourself lost you gotta take a step back and get back to yourself because that's the only part that's lost you've gotten further from yourself and that's sometimes a very scary thing but i'm like really excited to know myself because i feel like that's the whole purpose of why i'm here is just to learn like 
what this body is and what this mind is and we're still in science and psychology and in life that's all people are still studying and we always have evolving ideas and discoveries and so do it for yourself that's love i think that's the end of that rant <laughs> and rant now uh, <laughs> yo self-love is is probably is probably the key to a lot of this is because if you can't if you can't like you're saying is like a lot of people have a hard time with loving themselves and and a lot of that projected anger i think comes from that i know that was key for me personally especially coming off of uh drugs and alcohol like just being such a raw version of myself uh after you know years of abuse and trying to escape from reality and who you really are I think that uh, it, it was uh, self-love was one of the things that really, really realizing that I needed to get there was the big, one of the biggest things because all was left was this self-hatred and anger and, and just, just, you know, just being mad at the world and not knowing why. And, and then, you know, through these last eight years of, of, you know, sobriety and, and meditating and therapy and medication and all this shit. Um, you know, I, I'm finally getting to that place where I can love myself and respect myself enough not to allow, um, what other people say and do affect me in a way that makes me react in such a negative way you know so it's like i i respect and love myself enough to where i can read something on the internet or i can receive a text from somebody that and maybe it's not so polite or if i can get an email from one of my listeners where people hate what i had to say and thought i was the worst person for saying it i can objectively be like oh that and not that i don't feel it it's just that like oh that sucks or whatever, that's fine. Uh, you know, that sucks, that hurts, whatever it is. But it's like, I have enough self-respect and self-love where I can be like, well, this person is hurting or this person, there's obviously something more to this or what is the bigger picture here? Why is this person feeling like this? What is the, what, you know, it, it's just looking further instead of sort of getting blocked off by your own uh, confusion and own frustrations of, of knowing who yourself is. And, and, and I love that you said that, you know, I'm excited to get back to my, I'm excited to find out who I am and what this body is doing. And I'm sort of in that period now where I'm getting to that point as well. And because it's just taken so long to, to love myself and to care about myself. And, 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 and finally, I'm getting to that place now where I'm not just this reactionary asshole who's just rampaging through the world, just tearing shit apart because I don't understand. You know, I don't get it. Hulk smash. It's, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So, no, I, I think that's beautiful. I think that's a that's a beautiful place to be on a journey, um, you know, and, and, and the fact that you're excited about it. I mean, I don't know how many people are actually excited to get back to, you know, to get to know themselves, especially if they've drifted so far away to the point where they're just um, so in, emboldened in, in, in where they're at. You know, it's 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 scary for them. So so it, it's huge. I always think it's huge and brave when people are taking that journey. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you guys saying over here? Don't, don't yell at my boy ever unless you 
Yeah, and less in danger. That's why I yell and <laughs> no more Google talk typos. Uh, learning to get out of my own way. Yeah, that that's huge. That's the hugest thing is really learning how to get out of your own way and not let your your yourself get get trapped in these trappings. Uh, socks, uh, socks. How texts are misread. Right. Thanks. Sorry. Wrong place. Wrong time. Anyways, yeah. Um, getting out of your own way. So. So is 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 sort of moving to Texas part of that getting out of your own way thing? Yes, yes. <laughs> it, it's it's interesting. Just to, I mean, of course it is, but I've never phrased it in my mind like that. Oh, it's yeah. more a um, it's more a more more more. It's a more. Uh, <laughs> that was totally my grandma coming through. Oh. Um, <laughs> I think I think that one of the biggest things when I when I came back from Ecuador I had this dream. Well, first before I went to Ecuador I had this dream and then it's like a voice in my left ear. This shit does not happen. I don't know what it I know it sounds wacko. I have no idea what it is, but for some reason these random phrases I'll wake up with, like it'll feel like someone's whispered them in my left ear. And th this one was like, you need to go do this thing. So I figured out Ecuador. And the minute I bought tickets, there are a lot of dreams leading up to that. But the minute I bought tickets, I dreamt and the, the voice said, great. Now that you've finally chosen yourself, are you willing to never see your grandmother again? And this was in September of last year, like, Grandma only got sick in April, the following April. And mm. it was this very real feeling of like shit, you know? So I spent every hour I could with her before I left. Wow. And it was a week before I was supposed to come home that she went to the hospital for the first time. So it was this moment of like, I knew somehow it was protecting me and, and warning me that I, preparing me that grandma was going to leave. But this part of love is a crazy bitch and love is this crazy bitch that like my entire life all i've ever done is try to help and save everyone and i've never done that for myself and mm. i had gotten to the point of like psych words for depression because i couldn't even stand up i had like the extent of depression and pain and anxiety that happened over and over that became my reality was like very pervasive in my entire world and that's oh. part of what i did with music like the one thing to keep me going and then when the world i let the world crush my music it crushed me also and so i was like i cannot do what i did in the past i have to find a new way and then i chose that new way and i have this dream and it's just like great you chose yourself so something has to go away Right? Yeah. Self-love always comes at a cost. Love comes at a cost. It's It wouldn't be real love if it wasn't. It's like, yeah. it is visceral. And and I could get lost in this like dream of guilt, like I killed my grandma by choosing myself, or I was irresponsible and wasn't there in the time that she got sick because I chose myself, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But because I chose myself during that, I could come home and take care of her entire estate, take care of her while she died, take care of my mom and my uncle Tony and the whole, everything that happened because no one could deal with it. But somehow, because I chose myself in that moment, I could deal with it all and I held it for everyone in a way that still did not destroy me. Yeah. And so Texas is one of those things, like 
I come home from Ecuador and I have another dream and it's like the Titanic. And I think it's the Titanic because it's like a big void of black and there are just musicians playing till the end. <laughs> and everyone I love is there. And there are these silent little white orbs like floating around like the, um, the Mario cloud. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, they're all coming over. And for, I'm like, well, those are strange lifeboats, you know? And and I've got my foot on one of those and my foot on the sinking thing where everyone I love is just in pain and screaming. And I'm like, you guys, you guys, look, we're going to get on this. And I swear to God, I don't believe in man God, but man God voice was like, it doesn't matter. Save yourself. They, they, they'll always get a new chance. It's about your journey now. If you see the lifeboat, get on the lifeboat. I got on the lifeboat and floated away and listened to everyone I love dying. And it was like this crazy feeling of like, shit, now that I'm back, I have to leave all of this. Uh, and you have to love is that crazy part of belief and, and abandon and surrender of like, just because I'm leaving doesn't mean they'll die. It's, it, I, can't, I can't make them live. And I've spent my whole life trying to make them live. So Texas is this first time of just being like, I'm going to live on a commune in an RV I bought with 12 other artists and we're playing music in the woods for the next year, you know? <laughs> and, and I don't know what's gonna happen, and, but mostly it just came down that that's an opportunity that was here. And that's like really taking that step of self-love. And for me, it's really hard. Like that sounds great, but what am I doing? I'm getting on that lifeboat and listening to everyone I love really struggling. And, yeah. but that's always what I'm doing with the illusion that I'm like here helping. Yeah. But, like, I'm not doing shit, just telling them stuff they don't understand. You know? right. yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. It, 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 sometimes I think the best thing to do is just to lead by example. As simple as that sounds is like, um, I, I always say this, but like, I, you know, I was a, I was 325 pounds in high school and I, uh, I lost a bunch of weight over the time, you know, that was in California and all that stuff is documented online. So what I ended up seeing around me and personally and online is people saw me losing weight and they took that journey on with themselves because they're like, if that big fat asshole can do it, then I surely can. And it's true. You surely can. And even though I've gotten a little bit pudgier over the pandemic, I'm on my way back down. I'm working out and I'm doing better. So it's like, you know, I, I we have our moments, but we can all find our way back home. And 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 and, and I think when you uh, when, you know when you lead that, when you put that forward, instead of sort of just telling everybody this is how you should live your life, you should eat good and exercise. You should do that. And meanwhile, you're stuffing McDonald's in your face while watching The Biggest Loser on NBC or whatever and fucking, you know, gaining weight like fucking, you know, like mileage. It's just fucking, you get, you really do have to sort of put yourself out there um, if you want, in some circumstances, if you really want to help people, sometimes it's the best thing to do is do it for yourself and that inspires those around you to do better. And maybe that's what will happen. Um, what, what part of Texas are you looking at? in your commune van life life you're about to live it's an rv man it's a, <laughs> i've always dreamt of a wonkabago it's not a wonkabago but i'm gonna call it that yes you will yes you <laughs> That's will so exciting um it's a place called conroe 
Mm. It's like an hour north of Houston. Okay. Which is really cool because it's also this, I can't remember the the f- exact phrasing, but it's some sort of like music forward city in which the government gives all of the venues a certain stipend to pay artists and they have to have a certain amount of music per week in order to have that stipend. It's like, let's do it, you know? Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. I know. So so is I know. this like a, a, a like a thing that so is this something that you had to sign up for or like did you get accepted to like apply to? How did you get involved with this? I love this. Com- I thank you for having me here. This is, thank I you for coming talk. back. I so really <laughs> appreciate you. I've, you're an awesome guest. So you're always welcome here. But <laughs> Thank you. But uh, I think, uh, you know, I, I met some people that told me about this thing called Utopia Fest in Utopia, Texas. And, and I got invited much to my surprise because none of, no music places really understand wonky tonk. Cause I'm like, it's weird music. I call it a slow burn, but eventually you get there or you don't, um, but it's not like off the bat, this would be great for a festival. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so Utopia festival, um, invited me out and I drove I had a really hard decision. It was like grandma was on the last, she was at 60 pounds and mm-hmm. in a few months of not eating. And I got invited to do this and it's just, just like, yeah. And I drove out to Texas and I played this thing and they um, have this like, um, they call it Zen City, which is an after after the festival festival every night. Mm-hmm. You climb what I like to call a mountain. But it's a big old hill. You climb this hill to go to this all acoustic stage where you can just play music for the rest of your life. <laughs> and that's what we did. And what was bonkers is just like very grandma oriented. There's a man na- that like his grandma just died. And so everyone was calling him grandma. Oh. And that's the one that reached out to me and was like, hey, we've got you belong. You belong at this this place. so it's like almost like we didn't even get to have a funeral for grandma so i really felt like that party especially when everyone's passing the whiskey to grandma and then grandma's like you belong at this this rv place with us making music i was like heard i'm in (laughs) (laughs) let's go let's go this stuff you can't like seek out you know it either finds you and you listen or it finds you and you don't and i'm listening We'll see what happens. And who knows what will happen. But Utopia is an incredible, incredible place. Thank you for pulling that up. Oh, yeah. I, I just, I mean, I'm, I'm always curious on what's going on out there. That That's so cool. And so you're going to, so so it is like an official commune or like it's like, a, no, you're no, just. No, <laughs> it's, uh, from what I can understand, it's like a man who owns some land that yeah. really loves music. And, it, and there's just like a community of a few people that um are living with it's like a, a stage space in the middle and everyone has an rv and you pay electric and he's just like you just have to be good and play music like please play music and so i guess these people like all back each other up um and as a band as musicians in any any world so it's it's not technically a commune but i like to throw that in because it gives somebody it gives people something to hold on to because 
they can immediately see that, but really it's a community, right? Right, right. <laughs> Here's the link to Utopia Fest. I don't know if you guys want to look into it more. Um, and let me put some more links in for wonkies because you guys need to get some more wonky in your life. Uh, Ecuador, were you, did you come on the show before you were going to Ecuador last time? I, can't I was remember. having a dream about that, and I think I had literally just flown back. Mm. Okay, yeah, because I, I, I remember us talking about it a little bit, but I, I couldn't remember. Wait, wait, you, wait were, you ta- were you out there doing ayahuasca? Yep. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there it is. There it is. But I can only imagine that, though, like that life-changing experience and then coming back to, you know, coming back to your grandma and then coming back to, you know, like these these really, you know, really hard times to live through type moments and uh, having the strength to be able to do that and sort of connecting that to, you know, you took this trip selfishly, you know, at the at the time you might have felt like it was a little selfish just because you're sort of walking away. Um, how do I lurk? Is there a button? No. Um, usually you just do the exclamation point lurk pizza the flow, but uh, my alerts aren't working right now. So you can just say lurk and I will just take that as you are lurking. Uh, which which you've been lurking and unlurking for the whole time, which I appreciate, Pizza the Flow. Feel free to uh, lurk and unlurk all you want, but there's no official button. It's just a declaration. A lurk? A, a lurk is like someone who's who's uh, not active in chat, but who's listening. Okay. So okay. they're not talking anymore, but they are just hanging out, listening in the background. And so that's oh. that's what Pizza the Flow has been attempting to do this entire time, but I, I don't think we've allowed them to do this. So <laughs> I think we keep talking about things that pull them right back into the conversation. <laughs> closed Twitch, yeah. Right? <laughs> you just get out the Self-love, clo- baby. <laughs> that's right. You love yourself. Treat yourself. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that, that's why. So, so tell me about uh, a broken pattern or breaking patterns, breaking patterns. I, I want to know more about this. I, is this where you're going to be doing the hip hop and the piano playing and stuff? Oh, Creamy 2, welcome in. Thank you so much. And now we are officially 15% Mexican, everyone. We have <laughs> gone up. We have climbed the ranks of Mexican, and now we are at 15%. Welcome in, Creamy2. Happy to have you here. Happy to have you. Help. No. (laughs) No, I want to me here. Oh, you're good. You don't have to do anything, uh, Pizza the Flow. You can just sit there. Um, you, you, there's no, there's no secrets. There's no buttons. There's nothing. You just, if you need to lurk, go ahead, lurk, do what you got to do. If you want to talk, go ahead and talk pizza, the flow. You're good to go. Uh, whatever your decision, is. just ear holes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but anyways, yes, please. <laughs> Breaking patterns is coming out in April. And, um, and, and this is going to be, uh, in, uh, uh, another evolution of wonky. So, so tell me more about it, please. Thanks for asking. Of course. So, breaking patterns. <clears throat> we started before I went to Ecuador. I have a friend named Nick, which we call lampshade. We're, we're lampshades. <laughs> I've met, we were friends when we were in high school and made music and we made the, a band called business and pleasure. But it's pleasure with a Z because it's hard to search pleasure, business and pleasure. It's like yeah. the whole internet, you know. Right. 
uh, and we had this great just I call it our rap group but you know I was 16 or 17 and it was when I listen to it I lose my mind laughing because it's so good <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's so good <laughs> it's so good it's so good um and and nick and i drifted for a while and then every once in a while we would come together for christmas and he we'd just be like you know we're gonna do this rap song about christmas and so every time we do a rap song the last one was we rapping right um and that was all well and fine and that had been the precedent and then one day shiz around that time was like you want to come into the to the studio so I come into the studio getting ready to write another rap song about christmas which we just make up on the spot right we're just creating and doing cool stuff and his he's like you ready I'm like yeah what where's the beat what are we making and he's like we're making a record like I didn't bring a guitar. I didn't know what <laughs> he was talking about. And so I, we just went that it just started in this way of like going through all the demos on my phone and just like taking an instrument and trying to rebirth that demo in that moment. And then Nick like chops it up and adds Mellotron and all kinds of crazy shit. And then we go back and we add different layers and add different people into it. So it's been this whole different approach because normally I'm like, listening to like the songs come out generally as a whole song and then i find a band and then we record them and they're part of like a chapter in the book like lessons and lovers very much a chapter of my book not for anyone but myself right stuff we leave behind same thing love detox same thing um so breaking patterns is like breaking the pattern of that right it's a new approach and it also is just way different but totally wonky and kind of what you're talking about earlier where you're like this is a music podcast and i go into this political thing and maybe i need a separate thing and it's like you can do whatever you want but like you i feel you as you and wonky tonk is wonky tonk and i'm like i don't give a fuck that this is different than anything like it's the wonky journey yeah. and if you don't get it it's not for you you'll yeah. either get it or you won't like yeah. this is not for anyone but myself and I just get to share it, you know? Um, and so Breaking Patterns is very like, uh, there's a lot of weird different stuff going on. Um, I can't, just beeps and bops and boops and sounds. Um, definitely not live band feel. Mm -hmm. It is a, a production record, but we bring in live people to do the drums after we've laid down, you know? It's like, it's just a different process. And so it has a different soul to it. And also the approach to it is different. And it's also on, like, as I, I know I talk about grace and grit, but like when I made the first record, well, the very first record ever was the wonky donkeys out of the barn. And then it was wonky tonk, get on the train. And then it was wonky tonk stuff we leave behind, love detox, and then lessons and lovers. And it's like this, I see them as like my timeline of my life and my evolution of understanding. And I know that, like with my whole soul, all I want to do is write Grace and Grit, but that will be the last record I ever write. Oh. And so all these, I know the, I've, I know the beginning because it started and I know the end because I can feel it and everything in between is being written. And so this, like the breaking patterns is this place where like that allows all of the rest of the stuff to happen. Because if I continued the way I continued, 
you'd just be following a formula instead of listening to your development that in in mind, body, and soul and musically, because now it's like, oh, I can paint with this color. Oh, that's what like playing to a metronome allows you to do. <laughs> you know, like doing things not properly, but understanding why they exist and then fucking with them, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. And so breaking patterns. I know I, we released a few weeks ago an off the video called Offline, and that's one of the songs that's on Breaking Patterns. Mm. And that one was really fun. It's like crowdsourced sort of from all different countries. And just so I was like, here's the song. Video yourself doing whatever it makes you feel like. <laughs> and then I edited it all together. Um, what, you released it a couple weeks ago, you said? Mm-hmm. I kind of want to. I kind of want to check it out now. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's what's it called? I'm pretty sure it's offline, unless I yeah. Here it is. Oh, you know. don't you don't have it's not on YouTube. It is on YouTube. Oh, it is on YouTube. Oh, it's How called it? offline. Yes. Oh, I see. see. There it is. I see it now. You find it. I I'm, did. I'm zooming you it too. I don't know. Okay. We, I got it. Here we go. Oh yes, this was on your um this was on your thingy bob. All right, hold on. Get out of there. Um here, let's check out a little bit of it. Shall yeah. we? Um Yes, please. I will. <laughs> <laughs> how do I how do I do this? How do I how do I do this? Uh how do I internet? <laughs> how do I internet on my own setup? This is ridiculous. Hold on, wait. Why can't oh duh. I'm such a curveball. Okay, we're gonna watch it like this, guys. You know what? Let's watch a little bit of this, and I'm gonna run to the bathroom real quick. How about Perfect. that? And 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 I'll be listening on my device. All right, I guys. I get to hang out with all these Twitch people. Yes. I can feel them all. Yeah, especially hey. Pizza Flow <laughs> lurking. Pizza the Flow is lurking around. So watch <laughs> it. All right, guys, we're gonna watch a bit of this, and I'm gonna I'll be right back, guys.
The rest of it's just my grandma. Let's see a little grams, huh? <laughs> That's so sweet. I gave her a carrot to sing into. <laughs> <laughs> that is just so adorable. Thank you for watching it. <laughs> no problem. This is it was wonderful. Um <sighs> that's that was nice. That was very nice. <laughs> I really dug that. Um what did what when you're talking about <laughs> offline uh, what, what what are you what are you referring to? If you don't mind uh, filling us in a little bit on what what you're referring to when uh, when you're when you're when you were putting this song together. I think it's so cool that uh, this is the first time I get to talk about this song. Um, offline was just one of those moments of it, just like Nick calls it doom scrolling, right? <laughs> like that we every time. Musically, musically, like I don't like the internet anyway. Like I, I do, but that's not where I live. I live in the. I'm just like making stuff and got my hands in dirt. You know, yeah. I love that the internet exists. I love what we can do with it. But the fact that we get so lost within it is, I call it the soma. It's the brave new world soma of the mm. masses in a lot of ways. Mm. And one of those things for me, I recognize just like I'm not traditional music i'm not trying to live a music life but because i make music as my vehicle i get thrown into that all of the expectations and sort of the pathways and the other people making music and so every time i turned on the internet it was just like i'd be feeling real good about something i did and i'd turn on the internet and it would be a post from someone doing it better or someone giving me a reference of like, hey, look at what this girl did. You should really do that. And it's like, actually, I did that three years ago. If you would look on this part, like you missed it. And thanks for telling me. But it was a bruise. Like it kept pressing on the bruise of just like, man, nothing I do is ever going to be good enough because I just turn on the Internet and there's everyone else doing it. Also, in my mind, triggering a voice saying, you're not doing enough no one will ever get it mm -hmm. so has this like fuck this shit i just gotta stop doing the internet for a while and figure out like what am i doing this for the internet to feel good or to feel like why immediately do i feel so good about something and then i witness something online that brings me back to zero or below it and mm -hmm. that's my fault and so i had to like just step back and just be like all right how do i want to use the internet because the way i was using it was hurting me Internet's not going away. What am I going to do? You know? And so now I'm just like, my new favorite thing, like, like stitching uh, is TikTok, right? Yeah. Like, I don't like that shit. But now I'm like, oh, I'll TikTok. Ev I'll use every filter. I'm that lady. Like, <laughs> look at this cool art. <laughs> and, then, and then it links to Snapchat. And I'm like, great. Don't understand that either. We'll just put all this fucked up art everywhere and just take up whatever, you know, people saying. Sorry. No, I, I was actually going to look for you on TikTok now because you've made me it's want... It's Tonk Badonk. No. <laughs> on TikTok, it's Wonky Tonk Badonka Wonk. <laughs> wonky Tonk. 
I've only just started. So. Me too. <laughs> well, kind of. But donkey wonk? But donkey wonk. I'm going to make undies called that. Bid- At wonky tonk, B-A-D-O-N-K-A-W-O-N-K. Like, badonkadonk, badonkawonk. Because, <laughs> you know, wonky tonk of every other version was taken since I'm late to the game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, that was, I did not get you. That wasn't it. I, I ruined it. I'll have to do it later. You'll look at it. You're not missing out. I'm just saying it's really fun. It's like, all right, how am I going to use the internet? It's like, yeah. everyone's going to say I'm using that wrong, but man, I'm having fun. Mm. And these filters, like, I'll try and they'll be like, wings can only be used on a human body. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn it. <laughs> really want pigs flying, but fine. Right? <laughs> <sighs> Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I. That's all fun. <laughs> no, no, I see it the same way too. I see it as sort of like this fun thing where I'm just sort of experimenting with it and sort of just seeing what works. And um, yeah, it's just fun. Like I've been doing like, I started doing like, uh, I just started, but like I, I've been doing like weekly news and music, you know, like, oh, this will be fun. I'll just cover some news. First thing I did, the first video I did, I got it all wrong. So I just started deleting it and I was just like, okay, well, <laughs> that was. That was a fucking waste. But it's fun. It, I, I really enjoy it. And I, as a platform, TikTok is just fun. Like, I'll waste entire days just scrolling through there, looking. That's something I'm not doing. <laughs> well, he's like, you can have fun, buddy. <laughs> waste your life. Uh, no. no. So so this song was, and, and was inspired just by, like, just taking a step back and being like, um, this is no, like, I, I can't live my life like this. I like, I have to, uh, take a step back and, and, and take control of, of my life, my own real life and, and not be, um, constantly online and, and comparing myself or feeling less than because of something I see online. Yeah. TikTok is a black hole. Thank you, Morby. My TikTok is ridiculous. Um, (laughs) It's all like conspiracy talk and, um, and, and and it's, 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 it's it's weird. Okay. It's weird. Um, but yeah, the, the, uh, I don't know. I, I think that's a good advice for anybody to take time off. Of. It's so weird too because we're we're you know we're uh, musicians, we're artists. So it, social media seems to be part of the game these days, you know. So it's like um, it's like it's like overeating food, right? Like you can you can eat food all the time, um, and, and it's always available for most of us. And 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 you know, like you can really sit there and just eat all you want and, ex- and just just overeat, overeat. And you just get fat over time. It's the same way with 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 uh, with uh, with social media. It's like you could just consume, 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 and feel overweight and unhealthy from all the shit that you sort of pack in in your day. And uh, oh my god, it's, it's just it's so toxic. It's so toxic, and and that's one of those things that I've learned to sort of mitigate as well. Is is uh, uh you know not getting immediately angered or jealous about something that I see someone else doing. I've been able to sort of change that narrative and to be like, oh, that's so cool that they're doing that. You know what I mean? Because it used to be like 
damn, why is that guy going on tour? I should be that. But now it's like, fuck yeah, I'm so glad that my boy's like working and living his life and able to feed his family off of doing what he loves. And it's just sort of changing perspective on it. But, but the, the real thing, I think, is taking a break. And that's one thing I haven't done because, again, as an artist, as, as a podcaster, as a musician – Social media is like it's just another tool in the toolkit that I'm constantly have to sort of interact with. So, so for for an artist and for someone who does use social media as a tool, how do you sort of mitigate the use rather than it using you? Like you using it as a tool rather you being the tool. It's a great question. I love it. Um, <laughs> it took me a while to get there, but we got there. No, it's perfect. It's, that's, that's the right kind of question. It takes a while. Um, I think, again, the offline, there's, like, there's the detox part of it, right? You take mm -hmm. a, a step back for a perspective. But again, it's user error. You know, if it's, I always say, ride the wave, don't let it ride you. Yeah. And, and the internet is one of those things that kind of, especially... This is a society and then as entrepreneurs, as artists, as anyone that has um, the Internet is kind of this avenue in which it doesn't even have to be a necessary evil. It just is a platform that you generally have to exist on um, unless you're doing something else. And if you're finding a different way, fuck yeah. <laughs> but but within it, I think, you know, I just I don't consume the Internet at all um, the same way that like throwing back to I went to college on that essay about politics in the media and how it was a whole thing. Uh, we could talk about that some other day, the whole thing. But but this idea that I mean I went to college and I have um I have a degree in political science and one of those things is like being an informed citizen, right? And how I stopped listening to the news altogether. And a lot of times I'm questioning, am I an informed citizen? Am I doing my part as a person to know what's going on? And I think maybe for me, uh, being a traveling musician, my big thing is that I'm always hearing the news digested by the people hearing it. So I'm never newsless. And it's it'll often be, I'll be at five different cities hearing five different similar stories and then it'll be six months later that I'll see a news <laughs> something and I'll be like, ah, that's what they were talking about, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it eventually gets to you. And, and, and it, as long as I'm not letting it ride me, it's still influencing all of the world around me and the internet, like people will be like, you're so good at social media. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, y'all are tripping. <laughs> and, they're, they are, and then they follow it up with like, I, I just hate it. I hate that I have to like spend time. And I think, again, that's just the tool. Like, how, how do we, how do you do it for you? Like, how do you have fun? It's like, I know 100% I'm using TikTok wrong, but you know what I'm having? fun mm -hmm. <laughs> and and if if i can create an experiment like there are all these platforms in which you're supposed to use these this way but that's that's the norm and art is experimenting with the norm to make it your own and there's so many avenues in which you can create now it's like 
why not? You have to be like, I have to make my obligatory post and let people know I'm still here. This is my brand. It's like, or just be your brand always and create and create with all the different tools. So it's not using you like on that, that same part of just like consuming the stuff, recognizing that, like, I think my, as I consume the internet, I'm, I'm consuming a projection through a projection through a projection through a filter and well that is most of life always having a one-on-one -on -one conversation and and recognizing just like limiting the projections limits the reaction and so and and better enables us to just communicate and to me i use the internet to communicate and when i realize that i'm not going to get what i need from people generally I, I use the internet and all the tools to communicate with myself and with my day. And, and that's how I let it not use me. And it's like, I don't know if it's getting anywhere and I don't care. It's more that it's just like taking up the space in the ether and also giving me something cool to play with and like finding what TikTok considers a human being to put wings on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's how. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I mean, it makes sense. You just gotta have a perspective and 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 know where it fits in in your life. And then that that's a that that it's a tough one still for me. It's still a tough one where like balancing that out where it's like this is a tool, but I'm also being used as a tool, or the waves riding me, or however you want to see it, or or say it. But it's a uh, uh, it's definitely one of those things I'm still working on. One of the things I keep saying is is like turn off all notifications on all your apps mm -hmm. unless it's an app that you absolutely need the notification, like if it's your text and you whatever it is, you know, but. Even my text messages, I turn off all the notifications. So every time I look at my phone, it's just it's just my son and this message saying that I have D and D on because I never have D and D off because fuck everybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need my peace. Um, but yeah, that that's made such a difference at least on not being sucked back into it because you'll see a notification it's like oh. It's in the flow, liked my picture and commented. What did they say? And then you're opening your phone and you're back in it and then you're doom scrolling or whatever the situation calls for. So, uh, uh, yeah, and my phone and my. How to turn off notifications when I got you on the big screen? Bye, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can turn off the notification. I, I turned off the notification for Twitch, too. I mean, it was sucking up my life, too. Like, Twitch, like any of these social medias, even if it is Twitch, Twitch is still, uh, it, it will suck your life up. Um, and, and I got to have a little life. I ain't doing I ain't doing nothing but listening to y'all in my ear, my friend. Oh, I appreciate that, my friend. I appreciate it. I recently turned off my Twitch notification on my phone just for a few days, just a few days ago. Yo, I'm telling you, it's just the best thing to do if you don't want to be bothered. Um, uh, uh, you, when you were in college and stuff, were you, were you in college, like in the, uh, were, were you in the college, like during the Barack Obama years? When were you in the, because you're talking about political science and stuff. And I thought that was really interesting and in how, um, because that's sort of the route I was going in. I was in college in like the mid two thousands coming off of the, uh, uh, G W Bush, Bush W. And um, 
uh, uh, you know, the whole neocon thing going on here and how they were selling us uh, WMDs and and reasons to go invade other countries and start wars and stuff, you know. Speaking of misinformation, <laughs> or even some would say disinformation, considering that all of it has come out to be mostly lies. Um, were you in college during, wh wh when were you in college, if you don't mind um, sort of <laughs> dating yourself, but um, uh, because cause I know personally I was real deep into all this stuff because of the situation, because I lived through 9-11, like remember it, like as is very, it permanently burnt into my mind, you know, and, and all the things that sort of came after 9-11 in the name of 9-11, you know what I mean? So, like uh, you know I'm seeing sort of a lot of uh, a lot of uh, mirroring going on you know with you know pre 9-11 post 9-11 pre-pandemic post-pandemic sort of situations going on um, I, I, I don't know Wh where where did you kind of come into it and why were you so into it as a college student <laughs> Um, <laughs> similar, the similar time world as you, mm. I, I feel my intention with all of it was, I mean, the, the whole essay that I wrote to get into it, it was just this moment of realizing when reality TV shows just started. Mm. And so mom and I would always watch survivor and that was like the beginning right mm. that's the beginning is dipping their toes in the possibility of reality tv um i move in with my dad my stepmom at the time works on commercials and now i work in commercials and just like on the other side of production and marketing and all of the things and the big part that i saw and felt in high school was the it was like this evolution is g dubs is the evolution of the internet it was the evolution and then just like it when reality tv went from survivor to big brother to then everything basically being reality tv mm -hmm. and and being sensationalized and you being taken um, which always marketing, it's like, I'm going to take you and sell you to yourself. Right. And that's jokes on you. How's that marketing going to be? Then this reality TV show being like, there is no line. There's no, there's no veil for you. Like, we're going to do that in front of your face. Mm -hmm. Right. Here's your reality. This is reality. How you define it. I'm going to define it for you. And one of the biggest parts of television for me like growing up with my mom we were super poor and i realized how much tv told me that college existed so i knew that i i needed to move in with my dad in order to do this thing called college i didn't know any of the world existed unless the tv told me yeah. and now the tv like limits my entire world because it tells me exactly what the world is hmm. and one of the biggest things was in like there's three branches of government, right? And then the fourth branch is supposed to be the media checking all that shit. It's the people's voice. But then it gets all swirled up in lobbying and all the things. And I was like, once, once media becomes reality, there is no line and they're all blurred. And it's not, that's like separation of church and state. Mm -hmm. Now we've got reality and politics. Like everything is a maneuver and it always has been is the thing. It's just a different way. And the fact is that people are so just like 
this is this is TV, this is truth, or this isn't, and now it's a big fight against media. It's like none of it's any different than it was. It for some reason it's it's more convoluted, but also very more apparent if you're mm-hmm. looking and willing to look. If you're willing to look, you realize it's all Truman Show in a way of like ah shit, nothing's real, mm-hmm. or also everything's real, and I get to make whatever the fuck I want to make. And so the gut like. The details of government, like I'm never, or news or politics or the happenings of the world, like I hear those details, I feel those details, but the details are forever changing. It's the, it's the reaction of human beings and the cultivation of them. And so media now it are these really cool moments that we get to use the internet to just like put it out there, mm-hmm. right? You can create whatever the heck you want. And and maybe it gets silenced by your fellow people or a platform and if you're doing that then personally good on you because you're causing a rift and and making someone go oh i feel something right instead of like doom scroll doom scroll this is what we do Um, this is life that's reality it's like life is a traumatic experience fucking dancing that shit because it's not getting any calmer like and so for me during that era, it was the exact same era. I was in college in Obama years and it was very just like, I loved, I didn't know I loved politics. I hated history and it, I, I wished in school I had a much better, I, if they would have been like math and history are philosophies mm. <laughs> and then taught me I'd been fine. But I'm like, I don't understand this shit. You're telling me it's so these details. I never listened to them because I just heard the person writing the book mm. and i hear the people zippy zipper what's up buddy welcome in welcome That's in really zippy. Scary. yeah it's a it's a raid thank you for raiding over buddy i appreciate you coming on over we're in the middle of talking to our guest wonky tonk and uh enjoy enjoy the enjoy it thank you so much for coming over buddy <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways i'm sorry what were you saying no, it's perfect. I needed. Thank you, thank you, Zippy Zipper, for stopping my rant. Um, <laughs> no, I think it's just it's just during that. So you're getting pulled in. You like it the same. We're we're both engaged in the similar ways, just for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. And I just can't. I get more interested in the people and the science of just like watching and like, Ooh, and that's why I get so excited about the Super Bowl halftime or Miley at new year's. It's like the things that are, that the media presents or, or needs to present. It's like, damn, I wonder who bought out all that space that they were like, it was all about money. It's like how you create that platform. Somebody did that. And it's like behind the scenes, somebody. And Mm -hmm. so shit's coming. And that part for me, it's like, I don't care if Snoop's getting high or someone's fucking up or doing all this shit. It's like, this exists. And I feel like where the roots of why and how that's coming and what it's going to do. And, and I can't get the details of all this stuff. It's always misinformation. It's always someone telling a story. Even me telling this is coming from my perspective and I'm my intention of getting a message across. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, 
not unbiased, a little bit, and maybe later or even in the end of the sentence, I'll hear myself and change my mind, you know? Right. <laughs> it's just like, so the news that same way, it's just, a, it's just fluid. And I think the problem is, is when it's presented as this other stuff and people, people eat it as this stuff, like truth or gospel or this mm -hmm. or that. Just like, oh, this happened. What are you going to do about it? How does that make you feel? What do you think that means? And not beyond, well, so-and-so is telling us this to do this, and that person's bad, and this person's doing this. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're humans, right? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no worries, Zippy. Do your thing, do your thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the these um, it, it is it is true. Like even if there there is always a bias, even if it's a small one, right? Like, and that's one thing that people are sort of missing on. And even when you go to like these independent journalists, you know, like you gotta be careful who are, um, you know, these smaller YouTube people. What's up, Dex? What's up, buddy? Happy VD, bud. Um, yeah, hey, lovely. Good to see you. Much love. Happy Valentine's Day, lovely. It, you you really do have to pay attention, and and that's the thing that I've noticed is like you can't just go to one single source. Even if you're going to someone you really trust, and let's say you really really trust just anybody, you know, like it could be the Young Turks or whatever, you know, you really love the Young Turks. That they're they're the ones, right? They're the ones that you really like. Well, you gotta have, you gotta understand that they're also gonna be coming with a bias. They're also gonna be trying to sell you their products. They're also gonna be trying to sell you to their to their advertisements. They're, they're also gonna be, you know, they also have their own opinion on how that th they feel about something. And you gotta understand that that might skew your opinion. And it's like, and if you pay attention to too much of, you know, Fox News or Ben Shapiro or something like that, it's like those, you got to understand that those opinions are shaped on from a conservative point of view. And, and so it, you can also be shaped into that. So it's like, it's very much, it's like getting information from several sources, coming up with your own sort of understanding of what's going on, while also trying not to, you know, get sucked into how some people speak and how some people, some people's ideas can rub off on you and that might even be how you really feel it's just wow that's you just hear it a lot and i've been subjected to that where i start listening to something too much and i'm just like oh i need to back off because that's not how i feel it's just what i've been hearing a lot and because of who i'm consuming so it's like it's a very weird situation and it's very hard to find any kind of trust or any kind of balance in where information comes from and how how it gets you know distributed but uh, we're, you know, we're, we do the best we can. We do the best we can. How do you, you know, like, you seem informed enough. Like, how do you find yourself informed? I know you said that you, you listen to people while you're on the road and in different ways, but uh, are, are you are you one to just stay out of the news altogether? Are you, or are you, you watch from afar? Is there any particular people you like to watch? How do you consume? Or I think that that part, right? You can't you can't control the the trust. Trust is a huge issue, right? Mm -hmm. And you you can't trust the news coming at you, but you can trust yourself con consuming it. Mm -hmm. And yes. Or you can't, but if you're mindfully consuming, you may be like, ooh, you know, I think that's if 
we're going to go with that conceit kind of like just generally with food is why people do detoxes or fasts because especially when they're trying to find like a, a food allergy the only way they know which one thing is causing the problem is taking everything out and then adding the things in and that same way with like with amber like with anger when i feel anger i know something's wrong if i'm consuming news that's making me feel a particular way it is my job to understand why i feel that way mm. and and not judge maybe the caliber or the truthfulness of the facts coming in or the news coming in that is always there's always flying around but how am i perceiving it why am i perceiving it that way and is it good for my body or is it not and in terms of consuming the news it's like right now i'm so grateful i'm staying with my dad um I have two homes, I'm doing all these things, but I need to be in this space and this is where we are and it's great. He and his girlfriend watch the news incessantly right now. <laughs> and the only real way I can spend time with them is if I just go sit and watch the news together. <laughs> and, and it is, before it was very triggering and now I'm able to even just tune that out and hear them and their feelings on mm. the things, you know, I can, t t t t t. Uh, and so I don't can, I don't actively consume anything. Mm. I don't actively consume music. I mm. wait for someone to say, I listen to Tibetan bowls in silence. It's my favorite thing. Like, mm. And I love music, but mm. until someone's like, you know what song I really love. I'm going to listen to that because then I get to learn about them. Mm. I get to learn about the song. I get to learn. And the fact is, is that news is everywhere. And so I'm not going to escape it. Yeah. It's all around me. Everyone around me is consuming it. So I cannot not be informed. Mm. It's just a matter of my level of informedness and my groundedness to understand or in my emotional response to all the junk flying around and the truth flying around. Is it my job to sort through all those things? I don't think so because most of those things are out of my control. It is my job to be an informed human being about myself and my reactions to the world. So when stuff comes around and flies around, I can hear it. It's like even um, taking into music world, there's so many people that misunderstand wonky tonk and they'll do reviews right there's i even there's a song called cry and shame on lessons and lovers and it is all about deja vu it's all about like on tour you never really realize you've been to a place until you're like in the bathroom and having a deja vu moment like ah shit I think we played this with the band like four years ago. Oh, it was, it was that one trip that was really just gnar, you know? Yeah. And you don't realize any of it. You don't be like, oh yeah, Richmond, I love that place. Remember this? It's like, because you're always going and, and it's not, you don't, you're never in a place long enough to know really where you are. You just know what happened for you. Yeah. And, and so I found myself in this place without trying. That was a very big pinnacle moment when I was younger. And it was just kind of like, deja vu ringing in like like ghosts you know just like ghosts of christmas past being like i call them residual lessons like i'm here for a reason because i missed something what do i need what did i miss and how can i see it now and this lady's like 
crying shame is about how wonky tonkin is a, is an obsessed lover and a stalker and all this shit and i was like all right i hear you i hear you a lot I'm like this is this is how you interpret things like you must be really on the defense about a lot of things and <laughs> And when I was younger, I would get really angry and upset, like, oh, shit, am I obsessed lover? (laughs) No, I'm not. In a time, yes, I was younger, obsessed with love. Being an, yeah, I mean, it is, but it's, you're consuming art and art is for people's, I think, in the end, let's just even go back to that dropped essence. I think news is art. News is a story. News is the art of story. When you can recognize that all stories are made up of facts, all stories are made up of fiction. Like, so you consume it and then you dance with it and you, you compost it in your Brita filter. And it's like, what is it? And if, if you're going to compost it and just hate the world and think everything's wrong, then like your filter is full of gloom and doom. And that's not a bad thing. It's just where you are. And Mm. it's just like, or for me, if like I'm filtering everything that my love isn't good enough and I can't save anyone, that's my filter, my news, my input, and I'm putting it there and I'm giving myself that lesson. It's like, or I could change it. We can change it all the time. And as long as we're not always reacting, we can remember we can change it. Doesn't change anything, but like the internet's inescapable. Mm-hmm. I stay informed through everyone's stories. I can hear what's going on. You can feel what's going on. You don't need to necessarily have it delineated or told at you all the time yeah. to know. But also, if you're also lost in your own world, you can't hear the stuff around you, then you might need to consume. But then you have to be mindful of what you consume and why you're consuming it, right? It's like, so I'm not trying to be a roundabout way, but that's I don't really do the, I don't do news anymore because, and that's crazy because that's my whole entire double degree of just like news and production. Yeah. And I love it, but it's also not my particular form of art. I don't like those shoes. <laughs> I'm not going to wear them that often, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, um, yeah, and, that, and that's totally fair. And I think that that goes along with the theme of the day is just the mindfulness of what you're taking in and how you're reacting to it. It's, uh, I think that's a great, great place to leave it. Um, uh, and a great thing to take away from this is just, Let's just be a little bit more mindful, folks. Let's just let's just try to let's step back for a moment. Take a moment. Let's breathe together. <sighs> right? Let's take a breath. It's okay. It's okay. Let's uh let's just let's just remember and let's just keep track of how we react. Let's keep track of what's triggering us. Let's just let's just pay attention to the things that might get us in that place, that uncomfortable tension that 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 we're living in, uh, you know, frequently. Let's just pay a little bit more attention um, and and take in uh a little bit of internalized medicine, right? Uh, Wonky Tonk, thank you so much for being on the show. Is there any last parting words you would love to leave with us? Hmm. Have fun. Oh. Remember that part. Yes. Stay mindful, but it doesn't have to be a serious thing. Like, (laughs) the more you play with it, the less it hurts, you know? There you go. Play. 
Find your ways of playing. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Wonky Tonk, thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. I really appreciate you. You are welcome back anytime. Everybody, let's give Honky Tonk, Wonky Tonk, a a round of applause (laughs) and show her how much we love it. Thank you so much, Wonky Tonk. I appreciate you. You have a wonderful rest of your day, and I'll be in touch soon, my friend. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Bye. Thank you so much, Wonky. I really appreciate you coming on the show. You are always just fantastic and and just uh, uh, just a wonderful light, a ray of light. That's what you are. Uh, again, everyone, make sure that you go and follow Wonky Tonk on all of her social medias. Go to wonkytonkmusic.com, W-O-N. K-Y-T-O-N-K music.com and check out all the stuff that's happening in Wonky's life. She has a new album coming out in April. Make sure you don't miss it. What is it? Breaking Patterns. Breaking Patterns. We talk all about it on the show. So at, go and go and get it once it comes out. Go buy it. Don't just stream it. Go buy it. Um, okay. That that's about it out of me, guys. I gotta keep it moving. I got I gotta edit a whole podcast. I got all kinds of shit going on. So I'm going to leave you here. I I hope that you guys have a wonderful weekend. I hope you had a great Valentine's Day. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I don't know. I I the Super Bowl was entertaining with the Eminem kneeling and Snoop Dogg smoking reefer right before getting on stage. It was a good good time, y'all. So, um, yeah, I will just see you guys uh, next week with somebody. Somebody's coming on next week. All right, y'all. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I will catch y'all.